Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Your girl is a homebody, so one of the best parts of the day for me is when I can come home, put on my comfy pajamas, get snuggled up on the couch, and enjoy something to drink while catching up on a TV show. The thing is, though, that I don't want to drink wine all the time because, though I love it, I'm no longer a huge wine drinker like I was back in the day. I have morning headaches and even inflammation to thank for that. So to help fill that gap, I've been enjoying Recess Mood as a guilt-free way to unwind. Recess Mood really is a vibe, y'all. There are only 20 calories per serving, no added sugar, and it's infused with stuff I like, including mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens, which really helps me to relax after a high-energy day. Recess Mood has four delicious flavors to choose from. My personal fave is Strawberry Rose. If one of your goals in 2024 is to drink less alcohol, this is the way. Give Recess Mood a try today and see how relaxed it helps you feel. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Hey, hey, what's going on, sistrin? You are listening to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. Thank you so much for pressing play on this episode. My name is Bree, and I am the host of the show as well as the founder of Brown Girl Self-Care, a site and podcast committed to the wellness and self-care of Black women. So on this show, I, and sometimes guests, talk about any and everything relevant to our to our self-care and to us not only surviving but also thriving in a world that centers the wellness of whites so happy monday we had uh the fourth of july holiday uh on sunday or over the weekend and i don't necessarily celebrate it but um yeah you know it's a day of barbecue and and being outside and and all that good stuff so hopefully you had a good weekend I want to go ahead and get into this episode where we or I actually will be talking about anxiety and my experience with anxiety and panic attacks as well as I'll be sharing a grounding exercise that I do religiously when I have or kind of go into this panic mode and um, it's the 54321 exercise which you may or may not already be familiar with but I want to talk about that Uh, but before I do I want to make sure that I shout out in case you're not aware I am planning a event for black women it's called a collective day excuse me a day of collective rest for black women 
And um, so far, we've had over 800 women sign up saying, yes, I am on board. I am going to be taking this day off in honor of my wellness, in honor of my self-care. So if you'd like to go ahead and join us, make sure that you go to www.browngirlselfcare.com forward slash rest to get more details on that and to to sign up for that okay and that actually is going to be at the end of august i don't think i mentioned that before so all right let's go ahead and get into this episode so um i i'm gonna be completely transparent with you and just let you know about my experience because i think we need to be able to have more conversations I want to I want to add my voice to to the conversation of like anxiety and panic and stress and and all that so that if anyone out there also, you know, deals with that, you you don't feel like it's just you or like, you know, I, I don't know. I I just don't want anyone that listens to this to think that like if you if you're dealing with things like depression or stress like I said or anxiety like it's just you or no one else can like relate. Let me tell you, <laughs> I can definitely, definitely relate. Okay. So that's what I'm going to be talking about today. And so I guess I can just kind of give you a little bit of backstory, but what I want to say about anxiety for me is like, so in case you are just wondering like, what the heck, what happens in anxiety for me, it's like your body kind of goes into this fight, flight, or freeze mode when you feel threatened and this isn't good because, you know, for black women, especially when your body goes into like fight or flight or freeze mode, it's like these hormones are dumped into your body so that they, you can, like, if you sense like a threat, like, for example, if someone is, you imagine yourself, it's dark night, you just left the club. That isn't me because my knees are way too low to be in anybody's club. But back in the day, I would go to the club, okay? But just imagine you just left the club. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. You got to walk to your car. And for whatever reason, I don't know, you parked somewhere where it's really dark. You're by yourself. And you might hear someone walking behind you. And so your reaction is you, you start, your body gets flooded with this energy or these hormones that will help you to react quickly if you need to. You're on alert. You know, your heart might start beating faster, your breathing might start getting heavier, or you're breathing faster, and um, that's because your body needs a way to, like, if you need to get the heck out of Dodge and just book it really fast or fight for your life or or anything, um, your body just kind of goes into this mode where you're just, like, you're primed and ready, you know? And this is great if there are actual threats, you know, where you really need to, to you know, be down to handle your business at any moment, you know what I mean? But the problem is that, like for me and a lot of black women, this is not just a every once in a while kind of, I guess, feeling. And the problem was that with that, excuse me, is that when your body kind of stays in that in that energy or in that space, that's where you can start, you know, having really serious problems like heart disease and um inflammation, obesity, stroke, like things that we do, we, we don't want any of that. Okay. We don't want any of that, but that's kind of what, what happens. So this feeling of anxiety, like it would happen to me like a lot in the, especially in the past, like before I really, really got into honoring my self-care, honoring my self-worth, taking care more, more, 
excuse me, taking more care of my body and um, hitting that pause button and, and doing all these things, like it would happen to me quite a bit in the past. And I'm talking like five years ago, 10 years ago. And I remember one of the first times I, I experienced this. And for you, the sensation might be different. You know what I'm saying? But this is just my experience just to kind of give you an idea of what I was up against. So like, again, five, 10 years ago, when my anxiety was high, and it's crazy because I, have you ever experienced where you don't think that your anxiety is high? But it really is high, but you're not really aware of it. Like, that would be me. I think in the back of my mind, I would just be processing so much information and so so many experiences that I really wasn't mindful of it, if that makes sense. But my body was mindful of it. My body was on alert. My mind was on alert, but I wasn't aware of it, if that makes any sense. But in any case, for me, uh, there was this thing that I would feel like in the center of my chest it it's kind of hard to describe but I can tell you number one it was very painful it was just like this in the center of my chest very painful that's the only way I can really describe it I, I can't really put a a name to how else it felt but it it really hurt like hurt hurt right so much so that after it happened a few times I actually ended up going to the doctor but Again, this was like this painful feeling in the center of my chest. I was at work and actually if I, I if I could describe it another way, I guess another word that I will put to it is um kind of like this burning or this searing pain. That's the only way I can really describe it. But um initially I didn't know what the heck was going on you know what I mean I didn't know what the heck was going on but I was at work at the time and um you know come to find out after it happened a few times because I knew it wasn't a heart attack but I was just like why does this keep happening what is going on and I went to the doctor and um you know they they hook you up and you do like that sh that heart stress test and other things and all of that was fine all of my like the 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 blood work and and all that stuff would come back fine but uh at some point during that 5 to 10 year experience of of going through this I did have I don't recall what the procedure's called where they put a a tube like down into your stomach and look around in there but I had that procedure done and the doctor at that point determined that I had like gastritis which I don't even know if that was in combination with this heart pain, but that hurt too, okay? Like that, just that searing pain in your stomach. Um, and I was told like I couldn't like have like a lot of tomatoes and caffeine and stuff like that. But uh, more importantly, he also told me that if I didn't get my stress under control, then I would be looking at ulcers developing in my body. And um, that is definitely not, not something that I wanted, but... Um, you know, also going back to that pain in my chest, another thing that I would say that I noticed is that sometimes, not all the times, but sometimes it would be kind of hard for me to breathe, like get a full breath, uh, just to do that motion, like with your, I guess your, your lungs or your rib cage or what have you, uh, that would hurt as well. So they did the procedure and, and he kind of came back with that. And 
I guess I struggle with that a little bit because on the outside or just me outside looking in, I'm just like, you know, stress. You know what I mean? Like this is my everyday life. I'm just handling, I'm handling life. You know what I mean? But when I really uh, broke it down and thought about it and got real with it, it was just like, okay, you know, you're a single mom, you're struggling with bills, you're trying to do everything, or you, you really don't have a strong support system. So more or less, you're kind of doing everything on your own. Uh, at the time, you're working in an environment that really wasn't a, a good match for you. It, was, it wasn't like a good match for my temperament. Um, I wasn't like eating as well as I could have or taking care of my body and, and, and getting good sleep and, and things like that. Uh, I was dealing with chronic issues like fibroids and uh, super heavy periods. That's probably a, an episode for another day. But then on top of that, like anemia and the, just the mental weight of that. And then um, a lot of negative self-talk, self-esteem issues, depression, um, so all that, and then of course, honestly, just my experiences as a black woman in a world that, that centers and caters to white wellness, like just, just all that stuff, like the, the, just dealing with racism and oppression and, um, seeing stuff in the news that uh, where black people were affected by something. I mean, just all of that. Okay. So when I thought about it, it was just like, oh, yeah, I guess that that's a lot. You know what I'm saying? So I, I can see now, again, um, I didn't really see it at the time, but just as I kind of processed things and worked through some pain and started my healing process and things like that, I was I, I can see why uh, my my body and spirit and mind would feel like I, I was under attack or, or just feeling like that the weight of like, that pressure or feeling threatened on some level. So it makes complete sense. Um, so yeah, I would get this pain in my chest and I'm talking like off and on for some time. Oh, you know what? Now that I think about it, also another thing that would happen sometimes when, when I would get this pain, um, I would feel like this squeezing, like this squeezing of, I don't even know what, what, not in my stomach, like kind of near my lungs or in between like my stomach and like my heart. I don't even know what muscle is there, but there's got to be some kind of muscle there. I should have looked this up. But this thought just came to me. But sometimes I would get like this painful squeezing sensation in a muscle in my in between like my stomach area and my heart area. I don't know what that muscle is, but I wanted to make sure that I mentioned that now because I just thought about it. But um, so finally, I, me having those sensations because sometimes I would have this <laughs> and it would keep me up for hours where I couldn't even sleep because it would be so painful. And finally, 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 after going through that for a long time I don't really have those um type of panic attacks or attacks brought on by anxiety anymore haven't really had them I think I've had that experience maybe a handful of times in the last um few years so it's not something that I I deal with often and I credit that to you know, really getting serious about my self-care and, and really activating my faith, like doing all the things, child, all the things that I could think to do for my personal, like what was going to help me get to to a um, really good base level of, of self-care and, and wellness. 
that is what I, you know, when I started really taking that seriously, that's when it was reduced. And so why I'm talking about this is because, you know, I experienced it again, very, very briefly. And um, I said, you know what, this is, this is something I need to talk about on the podcast, because I know it's not just me that deals with anxiety. I know it's not just me that has like, uh, panic attacks, or things like that. So um, now, what brought this on? All right. So again, I hadn't really experienced it for a while. But and I know this is like anxiety, like, I can definitely say with no uncertainty that this is anxiety is because recently, like in the last, um, maybe like in the last week or two, let's say last couple of weeks, I re- I made a really big decision. And excuse my French, but I'm going to cuss here. This decision that I made, I was scared shitless. All right. I'm sorry. I got to keep it real. <laughs> like this is how severe this decision was. Like I was scared shitless. <laughs> All right. With this big decision that I, that I made and without really going into too many specifics, because it is a bit personal, but, um, I will say that it was a financial decision and, um, one that is life changing as an entrepreneur and uh, being able to run brown girl self-care and you know for me like money is my I don't know if I want to say kryptonite I don't know but money like my my mindset with money has definitely evolved and changed in the last um few years like from where I was with my money mindset to where I am now like but even still like and and I know that my money mindset has changed because I in fact did make this big decision and um but I was scared girl I was scared to do it but I went on ahead and did it anyway so um but when I made that decision that I made a couple of weeks ago I thought that all was well But then when it was like time to get started with this decision that I made, like I had that panic attack. I didn't have it when I put my credit card down because I I felt confident and I, I was I felt like in my spirit, like this was a good decision to make, even though it was like a big decision and it was scary. But then when it was time to get started, like a week later or whatnot. I felt that dread creeping in and that doubt creeping in and that mindset creeping in that was saying, girl, what have you done? You made a huge mistake. What made you think that you could do this? Why did you put yourself out there when you know what your situation is? Why are you doing this? And like all these, like, it was just like my internal chatter was just like, girl, (laughs) like, you know, that song that goes, oh, no. Oh no, <laughs> I hate that song. I don't know what the name of that song is, but this is one of the reasons why I don't like TikTok or Instagram. Like I can't be on there too much watching videos because everybody uses that damn song and I hate it. Whatever the name of that song is, um, I hate it. But that was basically like my mind just started spiraling. Like Molly, you in danger, girl. What What is you done done? What is... what is you done done that was what my mind was saying with this decision but um and you know it's like I I I was ruminating on this decision and I'm a big ruminator and that's one of the things that I have really tried to not do because when I ruminate on decisions um 
And there's some things I've done in the past that are I kick myself in the ass for today. Like, I kick myself in the butt for today. Um, but when those kind of feelings come up, like, I can't go back in the past and change what I've done. I can't go back and change decisions that I've made. So when those feelings come up, I, like, I just acknowledge them. And, and then in those moments, I allow myself, like, more grace and love and, and um, give myself, like, kindness and kind words. And just remind myself, like, girl, everything is going to be fine. You are fine. All is well. You good. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that helps me kind of get to a place. But back to that big decision. So, you know, I started spiraling. I started spiraling. And then, of course, you know, hello, darkness, my old friend. Here came that painful, painful feeling in the center of my chest. And I was like, mm-mm. Because honestly, I've, the longest I've gone with feeling that experience would probably be, I would say maybe like 10 to 12 hours, like half a day. And obviously, I don't want to be in that space. I don't want to be in that space because not only is it painful, but it's not good for my body to be in that space. It's like, I feel like honestly, now that I'm kind of talking this out and thinking about it, I wonder if it's like some type of... It's like that, that it, stumbling, that pent up feeling or energy or something just like needs to be dissipated. It needs to be released. I don't even know if that makes sense, but that's kind of like my body's like signaling, you know, you are on high alert and this, this flooding of this energy, it needs to, you know, be addressed and released. Okay, so what do Gail Anderson, Oprah Winfrey, and Big Boy have in common? These are three people in media who back in the day showed me that my dreams were possible. These visionaries paved the way for me to take a huge chance on myself by sharing my voice in the podcasting space. Black representation in media didn't happen by chance. We had to fight for the right to be heard, to be seen, to share our stories, and to take up space. Imagine if you could have some of the power, richness, and depth of the Black experience in one curated space. You can. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment, as well as perspective of the culture in real time. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Conversations ranging from Abbott Elementary to mental health to Tracy Ellis Ross, there is no limit to the range you will find on Black Stories, Black Truths. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. It's okay to be skeptical and to question things that don't quite sound true. Like the time that I was dating someone that was trying to earn cool points, so told me he liked every single TV show that I did, but then couldn't tell me any of the names of the characters on these shows he claimed to love. Like, seriously? If something seems too good to be true, do some digging before you invest your time, energy, or money. This is why when it comes to my health, I use Ritual because they know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds our high standards. Their clinically backed essential for women 18 plus multivitamin has high quality traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. These multivitamins are gentle on my stomach and are so easy for me to take. 
it's crucial that I trust what I'm putting into my body. So I love that Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, which is a huge deal. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com forward slash self-care. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash self-care for 25% off. And so that's why I want to talk to you about this um, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 grounding exercise because I have this in, in my, I guess, back pocket as a tool that I use and have been using. Um, and it works, at least for when I have like anxiety or, or panic attacks, this mug works. Okay, so if you're not using this technique, I highly recommend that you give it a shot when you have like um, a panic attack and see how it works for you. And so... Um, what I like about this is that it it helps to bring me or it helps to kind of like bring me or keep me in like the present. I think a part of why I have these these um, these attacks, if you will, or these issues is because uh, even though I guess I'm not really mindful of it, my mind is like subconsciously, I guess, racing with with thoughts of like, this is a mistake, this can go wrong, this is going to go wrong, this is not going to work, you're going to be in, you know, all, all these quote unquote, like danger, 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 red flag kind of things, you know what I mean? Even though not, even though that's not necessarily the case, you know, but I guess sometimes it's like my default. And so I like doing this exercise because it forces me to get into reality, get into the present pay attention to myself, pay attention to what is going on right at this moment. And when you are in the present and you're paying attention to what's going on in the moment, it's kind of hard to to be in a place of worry when you're when you're present, you you can't necessarily like if I'm intent on doing this exercise and staying in this moment at least during that time. I can't, I'm not in a place of worry. I'm not in a place of stress. I'm not in a place of, you know, um, alert, if you will. And that helps me to bring the anxiety down. And when the anxiety goes down, kind of like that sense of panic and that panic attack, it, it, it you know, it disappears. And then that pain, it goes away. I, honestly, it goes away, and it's amazing. So let me tell you how to do this five, four, three, two, one technique. I did Google to see if I could figure out who came up with this. I know that a lot of therapists use it, but I I, I can't really give credit to anyone because I couldn't find uh, find out who where this technique necessarily originated from. But with that said, so five, four, three, two, one. Very simple very quick you can do it for however long you need to do it but usually for me it takes maybe about five minutes I would say and again after those five minutes everything is like de-escalated and I feel really centered and really good and able to you know take a beat and then keep going so um so you're like well what the hell are the five four three two one what is it in case you're not aware so really it's you're going to focus on five things that you can see, four things that you can touch, three things that you can hear, two things that you can smell, and one thing that you can taste. All right, so it's really getting 
everything involved, your senses, um, your body, like everything is involved. And that is what helps you to get grounded. That is what helps you to get into the present. And when you're in the present, you don't have, there's no space to be ruminating. Okay. So five things you can see. I mean, everything is straightforward. There's no, this is not rocket science. All right. But I'll just kind of walk you through how I do it. Um, so again, five things you can see. Typically it's just five, you know, five things that you can see and you identify them and you name them. Okay. I can see my robe with the pink and green flowers on it. I can see my fan, um, moving. I can see the black pillows on the floor. I can see uh, my snake plant in the corner. So you just, you're identifying, you're, you're taking a beat and identifying five things that you can see. Now, what I do is I tweak this a little bit I, because for me, that's kind of easy. So sometimes what I will do is five things of a certain, for example, color. So like the last time that I did this, which was just like a week ago, I did five things that are black. And so I was like, okay, boom. And then I have to search for five things that are black. So like uh, my fan, I see my fan, it is black. My handbag is black. The pillows on the floor, they are black. My little nightstand is black. My hair bonnet that is hanging on the door is black. Okay, there's pretty much my theme if you've ever seen me in person, I pretty much everything about me is black car. Um, I usually wear like black t-shirts, like black yoga pants, like ev almost everything about me is quote unquote, so black. But um, so I have a lot of black things in my room, but um, you can do anything. You can do it by color that helps you. You can do it by shape. Like how many square things do I see in this space? Oh, that picture frame is uh, square shaped. Um that box is square shape, that whiteboard is square shape, that window is square shape, you know what I'm saying? Or do round, look, you do whatever makes sense for you. But um, again, five things that you can uh, physically see. And then for four, four things that you can touch. So like, I'll touch my skin with my hands and I'll, <laughs> I know this sounds kind of creepy, <laughs> but and that's why I'm laughing. But uh, four things I can touch. One thing I always touch is my my skin. I'll put my hand on my arm, and I will just feel that sensation of rubbing my hand on my arm. Uh, something else, you know, the weight of my body in the chair that I'm sitting in. That's something that I can feel. Excuse me, feel uh, my feet on the ground and the carpet underneath my toes. That's something that I can feel. The fan that is blowing cold air. Uh, against my my skin that's something that I can feel so again four things that you can touch or feel touch and or feel uh, number or not number three the, the three things that you can hear um, so I usually will close my eyes actually I close my eyes um, sometimes during the touch portion depending on what I'm feeling um, but I definitely close my eyes for the three things that I can hear and um, also for the next um, thing as well. But three things that you can hear. Close my eyes and I just listen. And this is the one that really, really helps me to, to connect because I have to be intentionally still so that I can hear. Okay? I have to be intentionally still 
so that I can really open up my ears and hear. And so I'll identify three things I can hear. It could be my daughter playing Call of Duty and cussing people out in the next room, child. I don't know what she'd be doing in there on that Call of Duty game. It can be um, <laughs> the sound of the fan whirring. It can be, um, you know how you have those smoke detectors and you ain't changed that damn battery so the, so it beeps? I haven't done that in a very long time, but if if that were me, that would be something that I could acknowledge. It could be the birds outside chirping. It could be the crickets outside. It could be traffic driving by. It could be an airplane um, flying overhead. It can be just the moments of quiet that you hear while you're waiting. You know what I'm saying? And that's I think that one out of all five of these is my favorite because I really have to focus because sometimes there's not a lot of noise going on and so I might have to sit with that for a few minutes before I even hear another sound that I would like to acknowledge and so I think that one for me is my favorite out of the five um all right so then the two things you can smell again very straightforward a lot of times I will smell myself <laughs> because you know after your shower or you know when you're smelling good um here's a little plug I like to smell myself because I usually will put something on that uh, I'm not into like heavy, heavy scents. But um, for example, I take my shower right now. I am just loving the Neutrogena, excuse me, rain bath. This is not a plug. I'm just telling you what I use. I use the Neutrogena, can't even say it, Neutrogena rain bath in the shower. And then when I come out of the shower, I will put on the Neutrogena um the sesame body oil on my damp skin. So sometimes I can still smell that a little bit depending on, you know, whatever. And then right now I am loving the Carol's Daughter. Um, I think it's called Almond Cookie something or other. Almond Cookie. I don't know what it's called, but they have a perfume. And like today I'm wearing that. And so I usually, usually I smell something on myself that I like and so I'll stick my <laughs> nose into my shirt and just give myself a good whiff and that helps to ground me and then um you know something else that I can smell I'll try to notice what else I can smell is it the candle that I'm burning is it the coffee that's next to me um what else I'm trying to think of other things I can smell but things like that all right things like that uh, maybe you have a diffuser going so you smell that or I don't know, maybe there's, depending on where you are, you can smell someone else's perfume or you, you can smell like someone's food or someone making cookies or whatever, all right? And then lastly, something you can taste. So is it your water? Is it your cup of coffee? Is it um, you just brush your teeth and you can feel kind of like the minty freshness of that? Is it the bubble? Is it the gum in your mouth? Like what can you taste? You know, maybe you take a bite of a cookie. And you can just taste that ooey good ooey goodness of that chocolate chip or whatever just kind of melting into your mouth. But yeah, one thing that you can taste. So again, they are five things you can see, four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. And I can tell you right now, because I'm not a perfectionist, sometimes I will do, <laughs> I'll get it mixed up. And so it might look like uh, four things that I can hear and three things that I can touch, but who cares? Who cares, honestly? That's not the point. So if you feel like, oh no, I don't know exactly what these things are, it like how many of each I should do, child, that does not matter. 
um, go with whatever order makes sense for you. But for me, this exercise is so centering and so grounding that when I complete it, I promise you, I feel like a new woman. I feel like a new woman. I don't rush the process. It takes the time that it takes. So usually for me, about five minutes or so, sometimes a little bit longer, depending on um, how I feel. And, and, and um, like I told you, sometimes being able to hear something takes takes a little bit longer. And I really just resonate and sit with that one. But um, yeah, it's like night and day. And that sensation that I have in my chest, like everything is just like relaxed. I feel better. I can breathe easier. I doesn't feel so tight. But um, anytime I feel like that feeling creeping up or anytime, um, because sometimes my panic attack does look a little different. It isn't always with that feeling in the center of my chest, but I can tell like my thoughts are spiraling or um, my breathing is like, it's hard for me or a little hard for me to breathe. I'm just starting to feel very frantic. Then I know that if I do this grounding exercise, it will help me to slow down, slow down my breathing, slow down my heartbeat, and center myself. And when I'm done with this exercise, like I said before, it just I just feel so much better. I feel so much better. So I wanted to share that with you because I know I'm not the only one out there that, you know, has suffered from anxiety, has suffered from panic attacks, um, and it works for me. So I want you to put that into your toolkit because I promise you, um, it helps. It definitely helps. All right. So, um, yeah, that is it. I wanted to just kind of talk to you about my experiences with anxiety. And again, the five, four, three, two, one technique. If you've ever done this, I would love to hear from you, uh, and let me know your thoughts on, on how that works for you. And also, before you go, I want to make sure that I mention again that I would love for you to center yourself with me at the end of August for this day of collective rest. So make sure that you go to browngirlselfcare.com forward slash rest and uh, check that out. I've heard from many of you and a lot of you are saying, girl, I've already requested the time for vacation. I love it. Um... And so maybe that's something that you want to do too, because I'm definitely not working on that day. But more to come on that. I'm building all of that out as we speak, and I'm very excited about it. Uh, number two, also, if you are listening to the show and you are picking up what I'm laying down, make sure that you, um, you don't subscribe to the podcast. And if you're listening to this on iTunes, I would love it if you left a five-star review and left a comment. That helps me to get the show out to more people. And then also, if you're really, really digging the content of this show, uh, I would love for you to go ahead and share this episode with a friend. All right? All right, bet. So that is it for this week's episode of the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening. I um, hope that you have a blessed week. I know you're going to have a blessed week. We already know your week is going to be blessed. But I hope that you have an amazing week. And I will see you on the next episode of the show. Take care.